54. Alright, Ascent 420, 54. Kicking it old school with some lemon skunk. Keeping it pure today. It's a pure blood joint. Hemp joint. Or hemp joint, right. <laughs> hemp joint. Hemp, yeah, CBD. Just need to lean over this microphone so people can hear me whisper. <laughs> Talking sideways so I don't spit in it. I'm not in love with the lemon skunk, but I figured. Hmm. It's like a good, it's a classic. It's like it's one a classic, of the yeah. It's an older strain. Might not be the most exciting, but it'll never do you wrong. I've had it for about. Old faithful. <coughs> 10, yeah, old years. <laughs> Something like that. <coughs> but I recently got rid of it. It's no longer in my possession. So Gotta between, sorry, between lemon skunk and lemon haze, are there similarities besides the lemon, or is it just a random? I do not know it's, the genetic it's you know, the, background. It's the terpenes what's defining the lemons, mm -hmm. and the terpene can be in what lab coat. <laughs> you think of the lab coat? <laughs> the terpene can, those terpenes can exist in various different forms in, in in other strains and not taste like lemon. Like they might taste like grapefruit or taste like, right. but it's all uh, citronine or limonene. I think it's limonene is the is the one. And then there's pinene is another one that's big and sativas and it it like manifests in various flavors. Which is more piney. Yeah. Maybe a green lab coat. Well, out of the lemons, <laughs> I enjoy the lemon uh, haze super more lemon than haze. the skunk. Yeah. Although it is short lived for me. The super lemon haze. Yeah. I feel like I can carry a buzz with that super lemon haze for a while. Um, mm. Sounds like there's some nuance to there it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that segue. Ooh, wow. Broke <laughs> Anna just <coughs> fucked us on the segue. Broke the fourth wall. <laughs> How dare you. <coughs> you break the fourth wall when you look at the camera. <coughs> and you address the public behind it. <laughs> woke wow. Up, woke up feisty today, huh? Wow. Man. Nuance. I guess that applies to a lot of things. Let's see how long this feistiness <coughs> goes on, thanks to this hemp joint. Yeah, CBD's yeah. pretty calming, huh? It'll calm you down. Pretty soon you won't be talking. You'll just be chilling. Where did Anna go? We should have episodes. Body will right feel now. good. <laughs> so. Do you feel what? anything off of a straight CBD? A hempy? Isn't that what we call them? Hempies? Like, uh, if I'm stoned first, I will sometimes. Like, if I get really high and then smoke just straight CBD, I notice the calming effect, you know? Like does, it, does it get your body, like, relaxed? Because I, um, yeah. I was growing some hemp for a while and smoking it, you know, but I never felt anything off of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't mean, know about smoking, but I know people who ingest CBD if they do too much they feel high <laughs> like cbd oil like mm -hmm. stuff that you would get yeah you know like doesn't really have thc at every want. store now carries ever now. yeah i guess i don't know what kind exactly but like so 
like would a kid just drink a bottle of it? You know, because kids will do anything Wild for shit. a buzz, <laughs> right? I mean, perhaps just like hit it. That would suck. Like, if it's oil, oh. I think it's like grapeseed oil or coconut oil. A lot Still, that's a they, lot of like oily. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's like an ounce and a half, two ounce little dropper bottle. That's what I've seen them in. A day serving of fat. Yeah, that's in a day. But when you just straight up drink oily substance, I mean. Drink oily substance coat, this morning. Coat all of your guts, coat your guts with it. Did you have some a liver shake? <laughs> a, raw liver a shake. fresh raw liver shake. <laughs> Harvested this morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I had broth with a bunch of marrow in it. Bone broth? Yeah. But like with scoops of bone marrow and, and the broth too. So with raw liver sprinkled on top? Yeah, just broth. little shavings of raw liver and a, cut up some testicle and put it right in there. There was this, I was um, reading this book. It's called Influence. And they're talking about um, like uh, hazing rituals and stuff like that. And, you know, they're talking about making an argument on the value of them. But um, they were talking about this one kid, and this was at a uh, fraternity. And so on Hell Week, one of the things that they had to do was eat these big chunks of liver that were soaked in, like, oil, like olive oil or something, and it's raw liver. Yeah. And so one kid was trying to get it down and he couldn't get it down he tried again tried like four times and on his fourth time it lodged inside his throat and they couldn't get it out and it killed him well it's big old so oily. like yeah because the consistency uh-huh. can't really break through that or like it breaks through right air would break it more than uh, yeah i guess push it I, out I, I guess it was you know big like thick chunks that they had to like swallow <laughs> So that's why you chew your food, right? Biting you it chew raw. your raw liver. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Way that to go. sucks. Yeah. yeah. I'm good, actually. So, really what made you think? Go. Oh, yeah. the liver. Well, we were talking about liver. eating raw liver yeah. so, and oil. It's <laughs> like, what made you think <laughs> so of it? The oil and raw liver were the things. But you said influence. Yeah, it's, the book uh-huh. by was it by uh, Rob? No, it's by uh, the guy's author. The author's name is I think like Brian Cialdini. Oh, right. something like that. Rob Cialdini, Cialdini. Brian Cialdini. It's a Cialdini. I know it's a that Italian last name. Yeah, is it? Cialdini. It's a good yeah, book. Though, Cialdini. Man. He talks about that Milgram study a lot in there. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, they reference that. They reference. Mm-hmm. Is it how to influence people and how we're influenced? How we're influenced, how to, you know, like, I mean, if you understand how it's being done, you understand how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his argument in that is that, um, you know, being able to present material versus the manipulative ways of, you know, like, coercing or doing things like mm-hmm. that there's a, there's a, to get right. the point across. Right, so you could coerce or you could influence in a maybe yep. more yep. honest way or something. Or organic, subtle way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
with what they were saying with hazing rights, for instance, um, is that they were talking about a uh, um, culture in Africa, like some tribal culture that they had this ritual where it was basically like the crucible for, you know, the coming of age. And I think it was held like every three or four years. And so you would go through this as a male in this um, group between the age of like, you know, 11 and 16, something that would fall within that rotation time. I think like every culture had that. Yeah. And so you had to eat like, really bad stuff like they would give you spoiled stuff or stuff that's coated with you know the stomach grass of an animal Mm -hmm. um you couldn't drink water for like 30 days so i guess you had to get you know your hydration from stuff like that you know pretty gross stuff you had to sleep um in you know without a blanket just kind of on hard ground Mm -hmm. and so you know again there's all these trials you would go through beatings and Whatever. I heard of one recently with the most the most painful insect bite in the world is from this ant thing. Don't lose your, you know, mm-hmm. just yeah, to throw this yeah. in there. Um, and they would make gloves out of, like, grass. And then the night before, they somehow get the these insects, like, all days, like, with smoke or something. And then they sew them into the inside of the glove. And then the young boys have to wear the glove. For a some amount of period of time, yeah, and they're not allowed to scream if they if they yell or you know they have to like you're and out they to, and they and by the time they're twenty seven or twenty I don't I don't remember by some age a young age probably younger than that they have to have gone like thirty times so they have to like drive out because they're living in the cities nowadays so they got to go to some tribe leader and they make the glove and they do the whole thing <laughs> and they got to do that like 20 or 30 times but yeah anyway, there's some crazy the most painful uh, sting yeah that's yeah. Uh, and yeah. when what age is the first one probably 13 that's when most people's are so do they that, like uh, do things to things. Pr- like what what is life before that for the 13 year old like what do they child. do you're right. a fucking child yeah but like do they <laughs> I wonder you don't get to go on the hunt <laughs> right well fucking, no but I wonder yeah. if they have I like preparation true. activities for stuff like this obviously right because even if you're gonna learn like how to hunt by a lesser insect yeah <laughs> like, well right, who knows levels, right? maybe work in areas that are infested with stinging I don't know I'm just saying like right. I, I mean wonder. you would think if you knew if if the kids knew that they had to do that, like in this particular tribe, they can't ever talk about it with anybody, how they got the information of what going, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. happens. Obviously somebody talked, mm-hmm. but yeah. so what if you didn't know? And so there was no prep time. It was like, you mm-hmm. didn't know that you stick your hand into this fucking mm-hmm. web of these right. ants that just fucking, mm-hmm. Would it be better, though, if you didn't know? You're not like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to take the insects. (laughs) Yeah, but if you did know, you could prep, right? right. You could mentally be like, okay, you could even... Yeah, if anything, you're... Have you seen those guys that, like, take snake venom uh, they get bit and yeah. they get bit just immunity. kings of pain or some shit like that or fucking the, the old snake handlers were like that too right they take enough that they, they get immune to the poison right and yeah. then even like it's like a religious thing too right and then like a Pentecostal yeah. like snake I thought you guys snake were talking handling. about the TV show oh yeah those guys do <laughs> the rattlesnakes no there is there's a, uh, there's a good one it, it, there, okay. there were only like two seasons because I oh. think the dudes almost died on the second season mm-hmm. but they, mm-hmm. they had like 
it's probably like 24 episodes total, but it's they're just finding the deadliest animals in the world mm. as far as mm-hmm. bites, pain, and venom, and then they rate the scale. And, yeah, that's and they let themselves get stung yeah. by it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's one, one of those things where I came across that most poisonous. One yeah, because I saw one of those where yeah. they got bit by the most painful. Yeah, or most thing. painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the dude was all like fucking screaming. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that would fucking suck mm-hmm. if that's like your whole hand in this glove yeah. you know there's another one i heard i think this one was to like become a shaman though is you had to you would be naked and you would cover yourself with honey and then they would release a, like bees on you and you would just get stung all over for someone i heard of that like being a no. torture like where they would right? tie people up and do that wow. and then uh, let yeah, insects yeah. land on well, so then there's there's in game of thrones legit. there's that one where they put a bucket and you're sitting and there's like the a, a rat, the that's rat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Through you. Oh, yeah that's like a torture one yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you guys ever gone in one of those torture museums <laughs> no but i've heard people talk about oh them. they're great it's just Is like there one a, here? Yeah, I can't remember where though. Somewhere it's I don't think it's in Denver. It might be south somewhere, but it's like um damn. I'm trying I might be totally making up the location in my head now. It could have been in like Vegas yeah. or something when I was a kid, but uh, I just remember going through and they just had all the like they had like a version of the device set up so you could kind of see it to right. scale. But that I remember seeing that when I was like ten or eleven. The the dude sitting there with the cage, and they were explaining how the rat will run away from heat. Oh so, yeah, so they light something underneath. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they would yeah. just yeah just have a fire flame behind the rat and put them in a cage right over the yeah, stomach, yeah, and yeah. they'll just start burrowing in, and then they start yeah. crawling throughout your body and your yeah. organs and shit. That's like uh, that's Orwell too. That's how uh, 1984 ends. Is that guy gets a rat on his face? Spoilers. They put a, a cage on his face, right? I think so. <laughs> wow, that would be horrible. Just right. you just let the very end, the last. You got to like try to bite the rat. Just so it's peculiar. I was in like <laughs> you try to bite the rat back. Uh, right, it just burrows through your eye. You're just watching it. Uh, no, that was on like um, one of those old old Chuck Norris like Vietnam movies. What was it called? Do you guys know what mm. ones he used to do? Man, not since I was... I, I saw those when I was pretty young. I saw, I was you know which ones I'm talking about, though? I think so. Uh-huh. I forgot what they were called, but mm. it's where... like a series of them? Well, he does like three of them, I think. Right. There's mm-hmm. like... Um, where he's in Vietnam? Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's captured and they put the rat cage on his head and he like... Fuck, you see him struggling and then... When they pull the cage off, he's got the rat like dead. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I was picking up. You, that's what you would do. You fucking jujitsu with your fucking mouth or whatever. Man, you'd have to. What other choice would you have? Yeah, it's it's funny like that you thought that. Yeah. You gotta go into like. <laughs> yeah. There's a similar episode where, or at least concept of Rick and Morty, which I don't know that most of you you watch. I've seen every episode. Yes, where he is a pickle, pickle yeah, Rick, pickle. and he turns into this crazy rat moving thing so that he could he go back body. to his yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway <laughs> peculiar how we went from passage of uh rights rituals to torture yeah so what was the point of the book about them getting uh they go into the see i totally sidetracked just to throw it in real quick <laughs> um i thought it might be an interesting point too like why would what would they say about uh my high kicked in from, from the start of that <laughs> right. to where we're at now. 
It does kind of tie in with nuance, I feel like, 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 <clears throat> to us, modern day, those sound like bizarre fucking practices, but to them, uh, it had some sort of meaning, you know, there was context to it, and, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even nowadays, so, what they were saying, though, is even nowadays, those, like, rituals are still, um in existence and they're actually like like they were talking about doing a study on you know fraternities and the hazing rituals you know the hell weeks whatever they would call them and um is that what they call rushing is that what that is too oh for a for a fraternity yeah yeah i wouldn't know but yeah or or maybe that's after you've already rushed and they accept you and Mm. then you got to go through the trials whatever it is yeah um that hazing ride because they do it in the military they do it in you know you get it in any kind of group um like that and they were saying how whenever there's like um whenever they're trying to abolish it and get rid of it there's a lot of pushback from the people who have done it and gone through it because Mm -hmm. it's a you know kind of a bonding mechanism right Mm -hmm. it ties you to something Mm -hmm. that's kind of greater than you and bigger than you and you know but some people could see it as boys just beating up on each other or that it's like bullying or something like that right so they try to stop it Mm -hmm. um yeah what's interesting is that why do you think it's only boys that need that I mean, so that's one interesting thing about, I mean, maybe that's not mm-hmm. true, but, or maybe it is, but uh, that if you look at the um, past cultures, they all have coming of age rituals, but only for boys. You know, why, why do you think that is? You know, why don't women need that? Well, you know I mean? like, <laughs> is that interesting? We don't need I, it. I don't yeah, know. I think it's a, or do they? <laughs> well, I heard. Did you have you, anything that might have been some sort of coming of age? Well, I live in. A very modern age, and we don't really do rituals like those. <laughs> so that's I don't know. There wasn't one for boys like that, uh, you know. I mean, but, there's but jujitsu. I mean, you got to think about this. Like sometimes well, I was just we take about, a beating doing that. Well, I was talking about younger years. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily. Like more modern ones are like bar mitzvah. Right. That's like a Jewish one. I'm sure other cultures have. Kinsineras. Kinsineras. There you go. Well, mm-hmm. so there. close to yeah. that age, we have yeah, that's one uh, too. the yeah. communion. Yeah. The communion. Not the communion. The confirmation. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's a moment for people to gather and whatever mm-hmm. you're. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But typically what they're talking about is like um, more like pain associated discomfort we're talking about the hazing part the hazing the the, yeah yeah i mean you know humiliation or so we're talking about a couple different things because there's 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 rituals that groups do to make themselves groups and to like bond right like fraternities and every group does that to some extent right they have things that they all do together the ones are really just kind of celebrations more than well what about like a sports team or uh you know, but there's a probably a hazing right yeah. on a sports team. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting on a competitive, okay. on a rec so, league, there probably so, so is. So there you go. So then you have things like that. But if you're in a band, at some point, like let's say you lose a guitar player or a bassist or something, mm-hmm. especially if, you know, 
I don't know. Let's, it, that that person would go through shit, and the band would say, "Oh, he's got to go through this or whatever." He's, you know, yeah. you got to right. But would it be like a? But it would it be a legit yeah, ritual? Like, would they have it? No, designed. All right, this guy's got to fucking have those. drink for yeah, four yeah, days yeah. in a row, right. and then he's got to play four shows. Right, and he okay, can't eat anything, and he's got to yeah, wear yeah, yeah. a fucking diaper, <laughs> doing right, it the whole right. time. You know. But then if you go back further than that, because that's one version, and and that one's still only just like this group. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But the old ones, you would say in the culture, bonded it to the tribe itself. So it wasn't like, oh, just the hunting group or the warrior group. Or, and, and maybe each one has things like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But it would be like, I, I think that those, well, I think those are always part of that mentality. But it is like the rite of passage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that mm-hmm. that's like a different, and it, you know, And, and that's why thing. I do, like, but, maybe but, I'm, okay, go ahead. In, back in the day in jiu-jitsu, man, under, um, like, Helsin, when we were in that organization, mm-hmm. you would go through the gauntlet. So after mm-hmm. you get promoted, you go through, everybody takes their belt off, and you got to take your gi top off mm-hmm. and just go through, and you're on all fours crawling, and everyone's just fucking whipping the fuck out of you, right? Right. And so, you know, again, that's a rite of passage Mm -hmm. from, you you know, that kind of approach and that beating or that humiliation or that, you know, um, pain or discomfort Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. suffer is kind of an indicative, like, component that that you see in those kind of... I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting, though, because it's kind of like... Then what you were saying earlier, women versus, not that I want to make it about the different sexes, but women don't really go through that, even in jiu-jitsu. Like, I don't know a lot of Well, places. they used to go through it, too. They I mean, used to. Well, but yeah. now it's like. But we do it, like, look at what we do on a birthday, right? It's like you line them up and everybody gets to fucking punch you. Yeah, but I was just saying we've gotten to the point where now it's not even, you know, some places don't even like that. or Right. I mean, it, well. Right, and people look at it like, um, I had a parent say to me one time, like, is that really necessary, right? And I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, this is what I told him. I'm like, look, because this guy was an electrician, and they were these real, like, hippie, liberal people. They were really nice. Like, we were pretty close. You might have even been here with that guy. Um, was it for their son? Daughter? Yeah, for their son, and he was like the bigger kid, and he was always kind of like pushing the other kids around in the regard because he was the biggest at the time. But so when it came to lining up and doing that, every kid went through it. Okay, and it's the adults. It was David, myself, um, whoever else was helping me instruct the class. Okay, like we're really gonna hit. Yeah, you guys are controlled. Right? It's just like getting them at that age to just, okay, whew, this is going to be ah, one of those things that you got to just Sometimes do, you have to, right? yeah, do what you don't want to do. And so I said to him, I was like, well, you're an electrician, and obviously you're good at what you do. I'm not an electrician, so for me to tell you the importance of fucking hooking that wire up to this wire doesn't fucking mean anything. And I'm like... And, you know, I'm an expert in my field. And for you to tell me or, or to sit there and, you know, like say, is that necessary when it's not like a thing where we were hitting the kids. It's not that level. I've been in those levels of training, you know, too. And there's a value to it. 
for some kids. It was a confidence builder. And what he asked me, because what I was telling him was like, what it does is when a kid starts to get faced with problems, their approach will be to face the problem, right? And he, so what he said to me is like, well, do you think he would really understand that at this age? And I'm like, absolutely not. He won't understand that until he's probably in his 20s. But when it's his habit to just do it, then that's just going to be what he does until he understands it, right? But if he doesn't do it, if that doesn't become his habit in the easy times, then his fucking habit is going to be potentially to turn away and, and run away from things that you're afraid of versus okay, my default is to face it. And at least if that's your default, you've got a chance of fucking going. So, but that little rite, that little ritual was an important component for these kids because, dude, you should have seen these kids last night, man. We're sparring and, I, you know, and um, all the kids were in and I was going hard on them. Like I was going with the, like I would hit you guys that intensity if we were going with a stepped up pace but i just wasn't hitting them with that same body right but the same intensity but then just with the bodies that could take it and they were fucking digging it and they were doing good and they were taking hard shots and nobody like and i, I mean i was like landing some good clean hard shots to see how they would take it and they were just fucking on but Nobody was getting mad. Nobody was getting elevated. It was so good to see that. And that comes from those types of things because, again, they, they know I'm not going to hurt them. I think they're pretty confident in that. So then it just takes the fear out of what's going on. They can step up to it and, and face it because, again, they, they've gone through those rights and they know that, okay, I can fucking take it. Right. So I think that in, in that regard, what they were saying about this, those rites of passage, that you make it uncomfortable and, you know, painful and stressful and all of those things are, um, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. an important component. Yeah, that's right. I still like, I don't know, it's just how I've, I've looked at it in the past was looking at it from like the... Um, the, that it's been around for so long and then you know the, the reason I said about boys was like I've seen it put like that one thing about boys is you have to like rip them out of the home from the mom essentially <laughs> um, that if you don't do the, the the nest thing where you like push them out and like make them fly or whatever they'll just stay there that right. kind of thing about men Right? Yeah. And maybe there's a lot of that nowadays, like kids, kids living in basements and stuff, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Um, and so, and then you could even relate it that boys and men don't have those things anymore, whatever it was going on a hunt. It was always hard. And I think it's like, sometimes they would get a whole new name, right? You know, or they would get a name, mm -hmm. there's, you know? I think I've heard of that too. Um, and then I've heard it put that for women, it's like, to, for them, it happens to them. I heard it put that way, that when they can become pregnant, when they go through all of that, that they just become women, like, and because of some maybe mythological, you could maybe think that the, the earth aspect just happens to them. And then men maybe tend to be a little airy and we in our heads all the time. And we have to like be brought down to earth somehow that kind of, you know, maybe you could think of it that way. Um, and that, um, 
uh, at least those are the elements. It's not every man or every woman. You know what I mean? It's like more like yin yang kind of stuff. But it does happen like literally too that men did have these rituals and women gave birth and had kids. And that's just like that just they become mothers and boom, that just does it. Right. So is that like the female rite of passage? Is that what that <laughs> was? <laughs> Probably, probably. I like the shield maiden. A monthly of. subscription to the female rite of passage. <laughs> and then why are they still like more mature? Like women are way more mature. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I miss that. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I missed it, so I have no... <laughs> so she got a monthly subscription to her. Uh, um, so, but isn't that interesting? Don't you think women are more mature than men? Like, definitely from, like, middle school, high school, for, like, a period of time. <laughs> Maybe much. for life. Maybe, yeah. but, you know what I mean? I think there's a lot of that that happens just as far as clashing, you know, men and women on, you know what I'm saying? Like, just friction mm-hmm. is a lot of that. That men and women clash? Yeah, when they uh-huh. clash, you know how it's like a lot of times men don't understand women, women don't yeah. understand men. Right. I think a lot of it is mm-hmm. that maturity level. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, I in, don't know in, nowadays, in, though. In the, in the moment. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> I feel like nowadays is a little hard to find more mature people in general. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. It's true. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. People yeah. are just... Uh-huh. I think it does seem that way from the outside. If you look at statistics and stuff, like with how many get, or young people in general, they don't want to drive, they don't want to get a job, they don't move, they don't move out of the house. And if they do move out of the house, they don't buy a house. It's all just like I'm gonna rent. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the gig the gig economy, right? I'm not gonna have a it's boss. I'm not gonna anti work movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that whole thing was like, funny. Millions of people. Yeah, uh, that poor kid that got on Tucker. Did you see got that? Fucking torn to shreds. Uh, and yeah. and he's you know he's a relatively smart guy too. I felt bad for him. I thought the Fox guy. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. There was like an anti work Reddit that um, was pretty big. And they have some good points, you know. It's like 1.5 million people in there yeah. that were uh-huh. behind this movement. And, and supposedly it, was, it used to be more extreme, like they don't want to work. But he had more nuanced <laughs> ideas about that jobs suck, a cubicle sucks, a, uh, you know, that's, they're unfulfilling, it's unfulfilling work. Yeah. I mean, so there's some of that point in this anti-work thing that I think is a good point. Um, but uh, then he goes on, or he wasn't on Tucker, it was on some other Fox News host, and the host just makes fun of him the whole time, you know? And he's like in his dirty bedroom, you know? <laughs> Jordan has the giggles. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah I, I felt bad for the guy though. Is he living with his mom or something? I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he like walked dogs. And he said he wanted to be a teacher, and then the news host like laughed <laughs> at him, like, "What are you? What are you gonna teach?" Or whatever. He's like, "Philosophy." He's like, "Oh," and he like laughs at him. It was kind of sad, but anyway, that <laughs> there's a lot of statistics like that though about how maybe people are more immature nowadays than they used to be. Definitely, have you thought about this? It applies to both masculinity and maturity. That like our dads. A lot of times, people could say that my dad, I can say this, was more both masculine and mature than me. And I don't, the maturity may, may, you know, and then his even more so than that, right? Even more uh, masculine, more strong. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. It, it does seem that maybe people are more immature now. 
Well, I think that <laughs> to gain maturity, you have to have experiences, right? And if you're not working, you're not looking for a place to live. Hold on, let's just take a moment for Jordan <laughs> to gather himself real quick. <laughs> Must be the lemon haze. Skunk. <laughs> <laughs> Skunk, lemon skunk. Mm -hmm. I was exceptionally high there for a moment. I still am, but right. there was a couple of moments I was drifting. <laughs> when I told you to recall. Point. Yeah. You yeah. move to nuance? I guess <laughs> we can move nuance? to nuance since the that's topic the, of maturity was not serious <laughs> enough for Jordan. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. This is what I think, though, on that maturity thing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because um, I look at it in martial arts, right? And there's always that guy like who wants to be more like, uh, you know, philosophical than everybody else. That kind of guy who wants to be like mm, on right, that right. level. And they want to be all fucking. <laughs> composer, <laughs> composer. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jordan can't smoke. <laughs> The lemon skunk. <laughs> but they want to be like more fucking elevated. And I think a lot of people want to be more mature than... Than they are. Yeah, than they are. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I kind of like to uh -huh. be a little bit on the other side of that. Because... Mm -hmm. So I guess what is maturity? Well, that's the we thing. Need, I think there's a lot of immaturity in makes, you know, makes it fun in some regards. Hmm. You know, no. too mature is kind of fucking dry, boring. Was it old? I mean, is maturity? Yeah, mean, that's like, the thing. It's yeah. old. I mean, does it doesn't mean like coming into its own. You know, he's <laughs> he's like over there. He's like breathing. <laughs> he's doing his ohms, <laughs> right? right? Has to do a down dog or something. Maybe a fucking a pigeon pose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's do nuance. You guys want to talk about that? Is that what we were doing? Yeah, so what no? is nuance? Yeah, I was going to carry it. Because a lot of people have used this word so much lately. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because I barely heard it growing up. And then in the last five to ten years is when I started hearing it, or eight years is when hmm. I started hearing it. Oops. That's what you <laughs> consider lately. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is in the grand scheme. That is lately. <laughs> I've lived more than that. Well, I found this interesting just because I looked it up right before we started. Um, so you know the the Google definition: a subtle or slight degree of difference, as in meaning, feeling, or tone, a gradation, um, expression, an appreciation of subtle shades of meaning, feeling, or tone. And then the last one is uh, different gradations by which color passes from its lightest to darkest shades. So it has to do with color. <laughs> <laughs> you think, stop thinking about yourself. Listen I'm to not, the definition. <laughs> no, if you were, you wouldn't be laughing. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then um, the etymology of it, um, same kind of thing. Uh, degree difference of expression, feeling, or opinion. And then uh, the older it gets, it's shade. Um, cloud, um, a cloud mist or vapor, um, clouds. Nuance. Mm. Yeah. Um, the different colors of the clouds. 
I, I think that's really interesting about like some words that you know James Joyce said words are are frozen poems, right? And like word <laughs> is that cheesy sounding? And that so. And so you even have like an image in a thing like this, like a, like the colors of clouds for a word like nuance. No, no, I dig that shit. Um, but that's interesting. So if you had an idea that had nuance to it, it has it has shades to it. It's always you know you can't say that that cloud. You know, it's like you know little kids do this. Little kids do this to me all the time. I'll say <laughs> everybody practices this. Anytime you like say everybody does something, they're like. Does the the kid on you know does the guitar player from the other dimension <laughs> that they don't like practice and they don't need it? Yeah, you know I mean, I feel like little kids. Whenever you say anything like absolute, they like want to be like, no. Nah, you know? <laughs> so, so like, there's a smartassery <laughs> to nuance. Yeah, yeah. So, but you can't because you can't say like a cloud. If you look at a cloud, you can't say if you ever try to paint a cloud, it's not blue. It's not white. It's not any one. It's like far more complex than than that. Yeah, the, shapes, the details right, and forms. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I don't know gradations. Yeah, that's cool for depth, uh -huh. light, colors. Yeah, definition. Right. So many nuances. <laughs> yeah, you're pulling it together pretty well. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is gonna called Jordan has the giggles. I don't. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. Too much liver. Maybe, maybe that <laughs> lemon skunk being old school kind of, because I'm high as fuck. I wasn't yeah. taking, I just realized I've had this all the way off for all right. <laughs> <laughs> probably about 10 minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't taking vitamin D for like a good probably month, and then I just started taking it earlier in the week and noticed a mood change, so maybe it's that combined with the the raw liver and oil. <laughs> I was going to say the, the lemon skunk. <laughs> Vitamin D, the raw liver, and the lemon skunk. Yeah. It's a combination. It's a powerhouse. <laughs> so, nuance has a very interesting definition. Or a, <laughs> it has a multitude of definitions. It has... More than one. You can't describe it with one thing. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is probably going to be the one that crashes. <laughs> I guess right. we got to have one. Yeah. Well, you guys keep talking about Jordan. That's only going to feed right. his laughing. I'm out of it. I'm good. Clearly, I'm back. I'm back. it took so many tries. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It might be funny that nowadays that people say nuance more than maybe they did before, but yet it's like the least nuanced time of all, right? Everybody like... <laughs> I keep trying. I keep trying. Well, okay, so because you had the giggles now, we can't even laugh at a comment or somebody. <laughs> I think it's going to be a first part of the... To episode clip. clip yeah and yeah. then it just kind of took point, a sharp turn from this point on <laughs> you know you know this, i don't know who's Stone been to disney laughing. world uh the that ride that's in space and it's dark and you can't see it's a roller coaster you can't mm, see yeah, i forget yeah. what it's called yeah, you can't yeah, see where it's about. going yeah, yeah. it feels that's like it's going to go one way and then it goes down or whatever yeah that's where's this at 
Disney World. Like Space Mountain? Is there it is. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. I've only been on it once, yeah. but I, it was my favorite yeah, ride ever. Mm. That's the only thing I remember I enjoyed. about the trip, actually. That's yeah. the only thing I remember. I enjoyed not being able to know where we were going to go. Mm. I like surprises. It's like such a good ride that it's, it's strange, because like unless you guys say it, I can't remember any of the other rides. Huh. Yeah. I remember there was like a... Um, like a fucking be a log Swiss Family Robinson. I think I Do you remember, remember that? I half remember. Mm-hmm. Like a what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like the... Or a ride like that. I don't know. It was like mm-hmm. a... Mm-hmm fucking island ride like you're on this deserted island okay thing. Uh-huh. yeah I went um, to I went only yeah. two that I remember mm-hmm. I, I went to the Universal Studios place once and they had some cool ones like it was like inside Jurassic Park and the dinosaur comes out of it there was like the earthquake one is the one I remember like the you're in like a, a parking garage and there's an explode like a real explosion you know what I mean and you're like you, your train kind of stops in here or whatever and you're like looking down a parking garage and then the top falls down and like a tanker truck like scoots down and like falls and crashes and they're like redoing like a scene from a movie you know what I mean right. and then it goes out and then it's Jaws the Jaws <laughs> one was stupid it was like this like ceramic shark and you, you see like a guy fishing it was hilarious the, the, you see a guy fishing over there like a fake person in a boat and then, and then you hear doo doo in the speakers or whatever. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then his boat starts to sink. Like he's just sinking. And then he, ah, and he screams. And then like a shoot of blood comes out of the water. And <laughs> oh then the God. fin comes out and it jumps out. That one was kind of lame. Dude, somebody just got eaten in um, Australia. Like Whoa. they said by a huge great white. Like a surfer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know if they were just surfing or swimming out there, uh, but crazy. just heard this. They're like, just like out there and scream and yeah. found half his body, I guess. Wow. Yeah, Man. and then like some fisherman or something, you know, saw so there's this huge great white that just mm-hmm. fucking man mouth this dude. That's just crazy. Fucking, They're just like a giant mouth <laughs> yeah. with a place to put food. But I don't think they idea. usually. I think they're pretty like standoffish. Like a bear. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Do tiger sharks are pretty... Hey, shark. Hey, shark. Hey, shark. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I think like tiger sharks and bull sharks are the ones more responsible. Yeah. More aggressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Unpredictable. That's crazy. They're just... Those great whites are just terrifying looking. Right? Yeah. Just an eating machine. The rows of teeth. Right. And then you're in this environment that you like, you're just screwed. Dude, we crossed through... (laughs) um, Yeah. We were in the Corcovado rainforest, and so we had to cross this river that um, was just going to this area that we were camping out in, right? And so there's only foot traffic in this rainforest, and they said it's like second in biodiversity to the Amazon basin. Mm-hmm. So it's this just awesome jungle trek. So we cross this river that we go back at night and check out. And so, and it was a pretty deep river. You're going across it, you're holding your pack over your head, and there's fucking crocs in this river. I mean, you see them just right up on the banks. We were kind of hiking up a little bit. And so you're going through this river, which is, you know, kind of puckering, just, you know, just ass puckering as you're going across. Mm-hmm. But then we came back at night to check it out because all the bull sharks would come in in the high tide. And sharks so, too, sharks and yeah, because bull sharks, <laughs> bull sharks would be in brackish. You know, they go into brackish water, which is salt and yep. fresh. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they're just feeding, man. You see the crocs and you see the bull sharks 
It's fucking insane. Wow, and you walked through that river? Yeah, just yeah. like a few hours earlier. Jesus. So, you know, whatever happened to the one that's the bull shark that just gets stuck in there, mm-hmm. that, you know, was right. feeding too far up the yeah. river, and he's like, right. well, I'm here till high tide. Right. And there's some asshole walking through yeah, my crazy. territory. Oof. And then you got crocs. That's crazy. Yeah. Have you seen that meme going around of just like sheep like jumping into this river and the crocs are just like tearing Feasting. Them up. Yeah, just tear- and they're just like boom, boom, and they just like keep jumping in anyway because like all the other ones are like pushing them. So it's like, you know, oh, saying, they're like, oh, yeah. this sucks. <laughs> but you know, they're saying like it's what's happening nowadays. Everybody's yeah. sheep and just jumping <laughs> in. Right. <laughs> My brain yeah. didn't even go there for a second. <laughs> I was just getting eaten by the crocs. Yeah. Well, that that's what. Um, I think it was in this book, Influence, they were talking about that with buffalo. So like the way that buffalo run Mm -hmm. is kind of with their heads down. Mm -hmm. And so the leads could be run off cliffs. Mm -hmm. And before the next one would notice, Mm -hmm. they're getting pushed so hard from the ones in back that they could Mm -hmm. just fucking the whole herd just go off a cliff before... They start to recognize what was going. Right. Yeah, that's crazy to try to hunt one of those things, on, you know, in a, in a stampede of a thousand or whatever. It's <laughs> nuts. I had some good scenes about that in um, Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion King, do they? That was a really sad Buffalo? movie for me when I was a kid. I hated it. The Lion King? Yeah. How mm. come? It was just really sad. I didn't like it when he died. I didn't like when Mufasa died. It was just. Was he the king? Like the is he like Simba's, and then Simba's the other, dad? Right. And, and then, then the and guy, then like, and then when Simba over. goes down to find him, all trampled. <laughs> that's like why. <laughs> okay, that's right. They, it was trampled. just yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Scar. Scar like set it up. Didn't yeah. help mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Right. That's Let right. him fall. That's right. Watched him fall. Mm-hmm. He was climbing the wall. Yeah, <laughs> fun memories. Like it was. It was actually one of my favorite movies. But yeah, it's because great. of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I was thinking of uh, stampedes. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of um, what's the Kevin Costner one? The Indian, you know. Oh, dancing, dancing with, with wolves. wolves. Yeah. Did they have a scene of them hunting the buffalo in that? I don't remember. And they were like trying, and like a kid almost gets run over. Right, because that one buffalo gets like speared and he's pissed and he sees that fucking kid. Yeah, totally. He's like, all right, Mm -hmm. motherfucker. Yeah. That's when he was like formally accepted into the tribe. Right, so he's like on a hunt or whatever. He's getting initiated. Yeah, because that kid's about (laughs) to fucking get plowed and he like shoots the buffalo and it like stops. Right. Just in time. It'd be hard to get a buffalo in one shot like that. To you, right? Have it? to be really accurate, probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you'd shoot them like that. I mean, right. when they're running. Uh-huh, yeah. Clean shot right into the lung. Yeah, you would think that we could take that for another minute, 30 seconds. Whatever. The eyeball. <laughs> Their skulls are so, f- like, yeah. flat, it'd probably deflect it. Hmm. Yeah, and the thick-ass skin and... And they're just such big creatures too, right? That bullet. Yeah, and they're right? just running. Yeah, it's right. just like go time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For them, right? There's some yeah. people that like um, were filming. Uh, were they filming a buffalo? Yeah, I think they were filming a buffalo in, um, I don't know, some park in, I think Russia, Siberia, or something like that. 
and uh, they were getting too close and everybody was like trying to pet it and this thing, or it was a moose, mm. right? And this mm. fucking moose just launched this fucking kid. Whoa, yeah. yeah. What, the, the antlers or whatever? Yeah. Oh, man. I saw one the other day and this, there's two people out. They may, they might be fishing or taking fo- photography or something. And a bear comes, a grizzly comes around a corner. It's like long grass. And you see a guy take out like a 357. So he's, you see that in the camera. You know, and so he's like getting prepared. The photographer, yeah, he's just like, you know, but he's not really doing much. It's the other guy that's like, and then the bear starts to come up, <laughs> and uh, the dude just goes, hey, you know what I mean? And like does one of those and like yells at it, and then it kind of calms down, and then it's kind of going sideways. And a few times he had to like yell at it and like flex and like, like come at it. Posture. Yeah. Uh-huh. Peacock. Yeah. To a bear. To a bear. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much that 357 would even do. So I thought that was interesting that he yeah. his instinct was to do that. Not not he, he didn't even put the gun up. Yeah. You know he was like this isn't you know this is like last resort. You know. Yeah. Because okay. I, I don't feel like maybe a 357. You would know more than me. It's, it's at least better than like a nine millimeter or whatever. Oh yeah. With a bear. I don't think a nine millimeter would even penetrate. Is that yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. Probably wouldn't even go through. No. I mean I guess it depends what kind of load you had, but. I don't know enough about it. <laughs> Power load. <laughs> what, what do you think, Jordan? <laughs> you take out a bear with a 357? <laughs> I don't know about no, taking, out. taking them out. No. Yeah. Or at least scare them off with even, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, if they're running towards you, they're all fucking hunched over. And they're already, you know what I'm saying, once an animal gets like that is eyes, you know what I mean? And it's like in that zone, in kill zone, you're just going to piss it off and like... You maybe have more. to wait till it comes up if it came up. Uh, what if it just ran and fucking <laughs> swiped you? Right. You're like, fuck, missed my yeah. opportunity. Yeah, it's terrifying. I think about that more than I used to when I was a kid. Like, I used to go camping with my dad all the time. Never, Not think about. <laughs> never once really thought about bears, you know? Like, Same here. And now. It was until I started going camping by myself, and then I was like, <laughs> oh shit, there's probably bears. I know. Right down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do and think I think about it fuck more. you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had like one, sh- you know, short encounter. It wasn't a really big deal. My dad had a couple that were more. He had a, a female like lunge at him because there was a couple cubs on some oh, other yeah. side of some rock, you know. And he like had to like decide whether to like go back 10 miles or to like try to wait and not know if that bear was still like around the corner or whatever. And so he had to like wait for a long time. Finally, I think she left. But right. that was like the most dangerous one just because of the female <laughs> yeah but, with uh, cubs mm-hmm. yeah yeah it makes me think i'll be i'll do i'll be like one of those old prospectors and i'll just get some <laughs> tin cans or whatever when i next time i go out i'm just gonna make noise <laughs> you know yeah i do think about it more though and i don't have a i've always been I terrified bear spray or something <laughs> yeah yeah but you'd have to have it pretty available yeah you're like fucking G.I. Joe is the, you know, the bear, bear spray, spray really gonna the, do anything? i don't know and you gotta be close to it too right I think it works it, pretty like well. Thirty feet. Yeah, I think that's. If you could get it before it could get to you, it at least yeah. couldn't see you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, like that's you pretty can... much the whole matter. <laughs> right. right, or maybe you're right. outside. You're going back to your tent. Your bear spray is in the tent. That's why you, yeah, you gotta get like, and, holsters. Right, yeah. bear spray hole. You gotta practice. And the bear is right it. there. <laughs> you practice. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit's no joke though. Like. You know, because when uh, 
I mean, you saw that fucking cop who pulled that taser or that gun instead oh, of the taser. Lady. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so when you're under that kind of stress, yeah. mm-hmm. finding the little on-off switch on that, if mm-hmm. somebody hasn't even... Because right. how many people do you think just have it and they've they never even it, looked never at it? Like, looked oh, wait, at shit. Yeah. I feel like that about my, my fire extinguisher. I'm like, do I know how to use this thing? You know? Never yeah. held it. <laughs> so then when it's full yeah. blaze panic, right. you're like yeah. thinking you're going to figure it out. Right. yourself in the face. Yeah. I, do, I saw this crazy video the other day. The, my girl's computer was just on. And so she had looked up something on the news. And so it was like a news... Oh, and so the, the, history, the videos yeah. were just nah whatever <laughs> and the videos were playing and it was like um, this. it was in the fires here and this guy was making a video to his son in his car he had just lost his house and he had tried to fight the fire he's covered in soot like his face is black he's like wiped away a little on his eyes or whatever and he's there like I, I lost the house and he's like I tried my best and, and all he kept saying was you know, sometimes life just takes things from us. So we just got to keep on moving forward, son. We just got to keep on, you know, and yeah. he was being like inspiring, even though, he, you know, it was pretty dope. It was a cool video. He's out there with his hose. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. With fight his hose, this blaze. Totally. <laughs> Sticking your thumb to get it to spray. Oh my God. You're right. Totally. Maybe he has like a nice sprayer that has like the jet. He's like, oh wait, the jet's the Does this one. jet work or this jet? Which yeah, is right. better? Oh, maybe sprinkler. Maybe. Get a power washer. <laughs> oh, shit. That's horrible. No, this is a good reason to laugh, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> you saying my laughter was invalid before? I never said it wasn't valid. Oh, okay. It just wasn't a good reason. Mm. Just didn't know if it was necessary. <laughs> what is it? Ever? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. Right yeah. I think of that a lot, though, just like how my, how many things in the house or with, you know, with kids around that I'm not ready for. I'm not ready for a fire. I'm not ready for a, anything. You know what I mean? Like a, to be one of those dorky dads that like runs fire drills. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right? Because then people look at that weird. But isn't that, it's like, right, oh, right. when are you ever going to be like the likelihood of that happening right. is so low. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, how much drilling do you really have to do? You, do like a you got a whistle yeah. that you come in at like three in the morning. <laughs> you start blowing it. It's fire. What do we do? It's going to happen at any you got, time. You got your you stop clock. They get outside. You're like, man, yeah. 45 seconds. We have all been killed. We got to do better. We got to get this in 25 seconds. We're under. Yeah. Timmy died 10 seconds ago. Martha, you're, yeah. you're going to die in five seconds. Oh, shit. I think about that too. Like I have have a like a small aluminum bat that I keep by the bed that's that's all I have but my girlfriend's been like redoing her closet so it's like kind of in the corner of the closet so I don't always know if she's got dresses in front I'm not like drilling <laughs> to get you know what I mean like where's the fucking bat you know how often I mean? do you think about that some more than I used to <laughs> I think about it more than I, no, ever I since the rearranging started it, it, it's kids I think kids does it too you start like thinking I don't know yeah, yeah was it the great reset that did it too? <laughs> right, maybe. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty. It is pretty lame. But those that are <laughs> like somewhat prepared like, mm-hmm. react better, typically. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the line? I mean, we talk about that because you don't. You know, you've had you, you talk about sandals with people, for instance. This one's. I think this is a good epitome of that <laughs> debate. You know what right. I mean? Of how prepared do you need to be? Right. Right. Because. Uh, so, for instance, like having a, th- a, a bag in your car with like, do you have the tire inflator and the battery charger and a jacket and gloves and a blanket and some extra food? And then where does that stop? You know what I mean? I think, you know, in my mind, maybe as a way to like avoid it, I have a little bit of that. Ah, when does that end? Right. So you say, oh, you can't have sandals on. Right. And it's and it's like. So you have preparedness somehow. This is how people look at it. You know, it's like you have preparedness on one side and wasting time on the other almost. You know what I mean? Like, like so Phoenix, my son, he like, you know, he would never wear a jacket if he was coming, if we were driving somewhere, even in the winter. He's like, why? I just go to the car and then we go from the car to the house. And most times when I make him bring a jacket, it just sits in the car every time, every time, right? And so he doesn't even need it, you know what I mean? Or he takes oh, it in and he leaves it. it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so I don't know. It's an interesting thing like that. Yeah, that like how prepared. Apply that to making your bed, bed. Apply that to folding your clothes. Why? They're going to get unfolded. Mm, right, I mean, there's like a, a part of laziness too. I think maybe the thing, the problem is with being prepared is 99,000 times it, nothing happens but it's because of that one time that it happens it's because that one time that your car breaks down on fucking i-70 in the canyon or whatever and it's winter that you would be glad that you had the bag in the car <laughs> right? yeah maybe all the other time you're like eh, you know maybe i wasted my time why did i buy that hundred dollar tire inflator from amazon <laughs> or i didn't because yeah, if you have all the things <laughs> and it never happens right is it still like is um, it sudden yeah thing? and then at what point are you the guy that's living in a bunker and like grows all you know what i mean like there's like a you know hey, I'd, conspiring. I'd <laughs> well, I think nowadays bunkers look way bunk, more cool bunk, than bunkers. Sounds pretty <laughs> legit. I think yeah. if you enjoy the process of it, and not so much like the destination of it, then it's pretty cool, right? Because you could say, like, why do you train jujitsu if you're never mm. really going to get into a fight? That's a good point. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's like, well. It's pretty fucking cool. So it's pretty it's cool to be prepared. Yeah, like right. it's like mm-hmm. practicing shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of times people get a fucking firearm and they yeah. just think that they're magically going to well, and, put and, a, a yeah. round where... And how much can you learn from shooting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the Zen arts, right? It's yeah. like archery, same thing. I think right, anything that's like, yeah. you know, fighting worthy is is important because it gives you so many things that you won't find in other um you know like experiences how about about this how about like um what's going on is technology gives us stuff but then we lose a thing when we take it on you know i mean so it's like now that we have a car and everything's heated you know i mean it's like we don't need to be prepared for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now that you can just buy meat at the grocery store wrapped up, you don't need to. So we've like lost all this ability to like live without technology. You know what I'm saying? And then, well, yeah. that definitely though makes you softer. Definitely, exactly. one hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking percent. Um, weaker and more fragile. Yeah. There'd be a lot of ways. There'd be a lot of nuanced ways just to <laughs> say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah so like technology yeah it does that it makes you weaker and then being prepared is like because you know my mind goes to knowing how to grow your own food knowing how to hunt mm-hmm. knowing how to make a house maybe knowing how to you know fell a tree and like do all that kind of shit like real shit um that's and, and outside that's fun of civilization shit, though, to do it is if as you well. enjoy the yeah. process and you know that's mm-hmm. the thing it's like i know people are busy but oftentimes people are really not as busy as they you know want to be if they were but they'd probably life be is like busyness yeah you know it's just like that's a part of it's like so it just kind of depends where you want to put your time if you want to put yeah. your time into learning those kinds of things and enjoying them I think it's fun as fuck. Well, and it's interesting that a lot of those things lead back to, like, older ways of doing stuff. And maybe they lead you outside more. Yeah. Right? All those things. Well, you do hard shit. You're cold. Yeah, yeah, If you're hunting. Uh, I mean, it's not fucking... I mean, it's where we came from, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of those things also point back to that stuff. Hands in dirt. Right. Yeah. Uh And, um, yeah, there's danger to it, right? Um, And then, but you get, I think, more connection. I, I think one of the big things with all the, you know, social media and, um, you know, like AI stuff, concepts like that, virtual, yeah. is that you separate like a whole mind-body-spirit connection. You might have like a connection, but I don't think you encompass those mm-hmm. like you do actually physically you know, getting think, in and yeah, yeah. doing work and, you yeah. know, like growing your own food, you're going to have a way more of a connection to eating that food and appreciating it than yeah. just going and, and buying it, right? I was thinking on the way over here, like, so I, I've stopped Facebook and Instagram at least for like the past three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I'm, I'm still on YouTube all the time and I still like get a little bit of news off of Twitter. And then I'm still, like I used to play, make playlists you know on spotify like constantly i'm digging all the time that's a media thing i like i read books and i like i recently even was like bringing out these painting books that i've never like read through it's so cool you know you know and all of these things both online and even just like reading media too it it puts us into this like certain place some imaginate imaginative abstract yeah, I mean, like when I'm reading about the painting books, for example, I'm like learning about how to do a color palette from this guy, but I'm not doing a color palette. Yeah, I mean, so it's like the, the difference between those two things, right? It's like this abstract map of an idea. You know, we're, we're in that space all the time. And I'm noticing more and more like that I just think about reducing that i feel so busy like i i feel so it's like an overwhelming feeling of like i think that information nail on the head right there right Mm -hmm. people are overwhelmed they've got too much of that in their head when you do that too much yeah it's just you know you just new song new media new can someone canceled new you know i mean uh think new show to watch new fucking you know like new art to look at things i think are good but I'm. It still is having a weird Sensory effect. Overload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you gotta get the, the spirit. You can't focus. Right. Can't commit. You know what I'm saying alignment. And maybe it's just an overemphasis into the abstract mind. Sure. Right. It's like maybe that is an essential part of being a person. I think so. But those other elements, you know, and again, you know, saying like that, men are airy or the male. Or you, the the yang component of like that symbolic dual thing is is an airy thing, relative to like an earthy thing, 
you know, and you go in your head, you go up in your, you're up in your head. Like, like how white people don't, can't dance or shit or whatever. All in their head all the time. <laughs> anyway, we'll bring it into that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, that's like, um, that's what the internet does. It puts us up there, right? And, and there's other places to be, you know? Um, yeah, so I don't know. I've been thinking about that more and more. Just how much things I even thought were good. Like music is such a good thing in my view. Like beauty and stuff in the world, you know? But... I also use it as a distraction and I get, I get, I'm getting, I get like, a, uh, you know, overwhelmed, you know, it's like, oh, I can't, you know, where did I put all that? I found this new artist, but where the fuck did I put all their songs? Or where like, you start a song and you're like, <laughs> but I also kind of want to hear this part right. of this other song. Yeah, so I switch exactly, that song. Exactly. Then you hear that part and you're like, yeah. I'm only a minute and 45 seconds in, but this other song sounds... Can't even listen to a song all the way through yeah. anymore, okay. let alone an album or whatever. And I've never, like, can can an album even, like, have the same effect on you anymore? I wonder Is there that. ever going to be a song that is so powerful to me? Is that ever going to happen again? Because now it's just an f- ocean of songs. I mean... You know? Or maybe it's just being in high school, too, right? And I think like, there's still a certain value, like, with, with you know, I, I mean, there's certain artists where I'm listening because I know I'm going to get something that will kind of trance me out and I yeah. can put it on in the background. But there's still, like... You know, I don't. I don't know if anything will have the effect that it, like still pulls out on me when I was in my teens. But mm-hmm. there are bands where I hear one song and it's just like that. Mm. That's their song where something speaks to me different and it does take me back to that mm-hmm. that state of mind where you know I was like a teen and at that time though it was it was like a profound experience though I know yeah. exactly what you're saying it's mm-hmm. hard to find that but I do feel like it's still it's yeah. out there it's just, I can access it too yeah. and, and it's often like surprising mm-hmm. when it happens yeah you know um, yeah so so they're good things too they're still good things you know media like I, I even heard you know someone was talking about reading recently as as like being you know they were like arguing about like Sam Harris type uh, transcendental meditation, or I guess mindfulness meditation or whatever. And then uh, the other person was like talking about just the value of books and how much, um, I mean, it's, you know, in my experience, you know, the books, the kind of books I like to read, they're like, it's, it's like music. It's like, I see the beauty of the world again. I'm like, wow. You know, I mean, one of like, I read one recently. It's this crazy idea. I could, I could go into it real quick because it's a cool idea. Um, uh, it's by this Russian iconographer. Well, no, he was more like a theologian and, and wrote a book on iconography. And he ended up going to a gulag in Russia and being killed there. So I didn't even expect that. I read that at the beginning. But anyway, so I start this beginning and, and it's all about dreams, right? So, so let's see. I had this dream once. I'll use this as an example. And uh, I don't want to get into too much, but at the end, it was like a super climax, right? Um, Where I was like, I ate mushrooms in the dream, you know? And so, and then I was being, it it was like this climax moment. I was like being possessed. I was like in my bed. And then I was like floating up. And it was like something was like taking over me, you know? And I was going up, up, up in this moment. And then right then, I had a plant on my uh, windowsill and it fell and hit a glass um, wind chime that I just had on the inside of my, of my bedroom. You know what I mean? Just hanging there. Mm. And freaked me out and woke me up. 
So how did <laughs> that sound happen at the climax? You know what I mean? Uh, and so this guy find it, found a few examples of how uh, this one dude dreamt of like the French Revolution and and he goes through all this thing, this whole story of being caught. He's like a king or a rich person and then they take him to the guillotine and right when the guillotine comes down, his something on his bed fell on his neck and he woke up and that thing was on his neck. So that thing happened, but there was a whole story previous to that. How did that thing know to, how did the <laughs> brain know, right? And so this guy's theory is that in dreams, time moves backwards. So, and he even calls it like transcendental time. So that way, the, and I haven't really thought this through, so I, you know, I don't know what to think of it, but it's a cool idea. Um, so the thing happens, like the, in my, in my situation, the plant falls down and that sound happens. And then because the dream starts with the climax moment and uses that in reverse to compose the story, right? And so then he uses this idea to like set up this idea of like sacred time and like sacred history and stuff like that, that there's like a moment in the future that's like this, um, you know, what it, Terrence McKenna always said, the transcendental object at the end of time. He always used that phrase. Mm -hmm. So he's like, what? Because he had this whole thing about, you know, 2012. And you ever get into him? Yeah. Yeah. And he had this whole thing about he, he studied the I Ching and he thought he found this thing, time wave zero, that he could, so it was like a waveform that he found inside the I Ching, the Chinese, um, you know, uh, book of changes, divinity, yeah, book yeah, 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 divining like system or whatever. And, and he, it was a wave. And then if you plotted that wave on history, he could see peaks at like certain peaks, like when Christ happened, there's a peak. And when the Buddha happened, there's a peak, and the French Revolution's a peak, and the atomic bomb's a peak. Mm. And then the wave just goes up at 2012, or at least the way he calculated it or whatever. And so he was always like, well, what's happening there? Like the, he said time is, is accelerating, you know? And, and there's a few people who have cool ideas like that. Like even Art Bell has this, he calls it the quickening, and more and more events are happening all the time. So Terrence thought, there would be one day if it was exponential that everything would happen at once. Like, you know, you know, singularity like that. Singularity. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. That's the same same kind of idea. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe with I don't even know what this guy's saying because I just read this first chapter. That there is like this object at the end of time that like ha happens first, and then for that story to line up, time like is in reverse somehow. And so everything, you know, when you're it, when you're having a psychedelic trip, tell me if this has ever happened to you guys. Um, uh, on the deep ones, I see how everything in time is lined up for a reason. You know the re you know, or even like when you're like I heard once there was some old Russian writer said when he looked or Dickens maybe I don't know. no it was some some someone said when you look past he's old and he <laughs> says when you look back and you're like um, it looks like an ordered novel. When oh, yeah. you look in reverse, because yeah, you're like, this person introduced me to this yeah, person. it all makes sense. It yeah. all leads to where you are. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's, They're like, oh, it's so obvious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So, I don't know. It's a cool concept, right? That, you know, it, uh, and then, yeah, so when I'm in the, those psychedelic trips, so I like feel the, like I see that. So, like, the finish is the start. Yeah. The start yeah, something like is that. the finish. Right. And even that. And it changes I, your way of thinking about it. <laughs> so we're all Benjamin Button right now. Right, totally. And, and I've seen some of that shit. And some, I've had a few psychedelic experiences that were like, 
that you know I had one once on the roof of this building in San Francisco uh, this I think it, we were actually on acid and at the time I was getting into it was it was probably like 2011 something like that and we were getting into 2012 kind of ideas and stuff and um, conspiracy things and everything and and I definitely like um, I, I saw how you know what which is a cool idea how the the evil forces of the world or whatever the fucking Bilderberg back then it was the Bilderberg now it's a WEF or whatever and they like they're like designing things like uh, the internet of bodies and the medical you know uh, social credit systems based on Bitcoin you know and they they're like making this like system right of control and then what's gonna happen I had this like 2012 idea there'd be like some shift you know like the whole thing of the earth goes into some other wavelength that then shifts into the next age or whatever and all that stuff had that been laid out good acid. right 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 and all this stuff was like laid out on purpose but for the good so it was like the evil came through and like lined all this shit up you mm. know what I mean and right when it was about to take over it was like whoosh, and then it was like ah all this stuff now makes sense and it was like there for a reason or whatever I, I don't know I, I've had a few like psychedelic things where I, 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 I see how time lines up how all of our time and then even like you ever had like past life ones mm -hmm. you know what I mean where he's like right and yeah. it's like everything is like all lined up to some end it's there's purpose to stuff in when in that mindset to me everything makes like it has a purpose you guys have that when you like <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, you just described uh, like at least 70% of my trips like uh, where I start I can remember specifically when uh, a trip with previous girlfriends where it was like i they would have to almost stop me sometimes because i would start connecting this whole web and i'd i would go down the rabbit i i used to be obsessed with time and with uh the creation of the universe like those are my things and sometimes i would just sit and ponder that idea while i'd trip for you mm. know and with acid it's a 12-hour trip sometimes and mm. So I, I would literally sit in a room for five, six hours sometimes just mulling these ideas over and mm. trying to kind of reconstruct what that looked like in my head, whether it was like the Big Bang or the initial how everything started. And mm -hmm. um, But yeah, it's like I totally understand what you're saying. All of a sudden time stops even meaning anything for some reason when you start connecting that web. It's like time's maybe not as relevant as I thought it's like it, it's that idea that everything's happening simultaneously and it's mm -hmm. all it's mm -hmm. whether it's multiple planes right multiple you know that's back to that I was saying last week about how like maybe distance doesn't have any meaning without a person or a viewer or whatever and yeah. it's the same with time like you're saying yeah. like what if everything is like happening all at once but once you go boom and there's a point that's looking all of a sudden, now there's perspective. So there has to be something in front and behind. Yeah. And that makes everything line up. Yeah. You know what I mean? In like a past, future. It's a cool future. way to look at right. it, for sure. You give yeah. it the context that it can yeah. exist in. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I never get that deep, like, mm. tripping. Like, for me, when I'm tripping, it's I'm usually doing something like mountain biking or snowboarding or, um, you know, hiking or backpacking or fucking something. Yeah. And so... I'm more on the appreciation side of things, just like, mm -hmm. oh, this is fucking great. You mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Getting in the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I've ever, like, 
gotten, you know, and I've tripped pretty hard, but mm -hmm. that, like, right. deep where it mm -hmm. goes, like, I think oh, you have shit. to, like, not do anything. Yeah. You have to, like, Yeah, because you got to get in your head. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I kind of, I like some balance. Exploring in your, <laughs> your castle. Your huh? own, exploring yeah. your own temple. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times it was even just being with friends on a hike or something, mm -hmm. and we would just be bouncing these crazy ideas off each other. Right, yeah, 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 just, like, talking to you. Right. But do you guys, yeah. like, meditate? Like, I'll, I'll meditate, I'll yeah. do mm -hmm. yoga and stuff sometimes, like, after a hard ride or whatever, and then mm -hmm. you go through these um, differences of experiences, right? Because, like, I, I feel I can push way harder when I'm tripping. So, like, mountain biking, I can climb, just keep fucking climbing, and you feel great, you know, you get past those thresholds, you know, because you can kind of get into them, you can get, you know, mm -hmm. like, you look at, I think, pain in a different manner, it, like, becomes something worth exploring, mm. versus, you know, like, staying away from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, when you, you know, when you get up, wherever you're going, you find a cool place to meditate or whatever. I mean, now you're taking it into a whole different, like, um, mode of that similar type of, you know, meditation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess I never really spend enough time getting into mm -hmm. like, need some you know, DMT. Yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> you ever done? You ever? Yeah, more times than I can count at this point. Yeah, think, okay. But yeah. I mean, probably. What do you think about at, it? At least in the teens to twenties, maybe mm -hmm. less than twenty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I that was that. I mean, that for me, it, it was a, it went hand in hand with exactly what I was just talking about the, the ideas of time and space and creation and there's nothing that will make you question what this all is faster mm -hmm. than a yeah. hard DMT trip. I nothing. mean, yeah, mu yeah. mushrooms <laughs> and acid are their own thing. And I think I, I found it was a relationship. So this was my experience was yeah. that like I had a lot of mushroom, you know, trips and I kind of explored the space deeply with a lot, you know, I like and how then, you said that explored the space. <laughs> and then when uh, when I did DMT for the first time, like it's weird. It's like when, when I'm there, I feel like I have all this. I don't know, like, it's, there's a familiarity, a, fami a familiarness to it. Yeah. And so with the first time I did DMT, I was like, oh, I know this place. That's what I felt like. Yeah. I felt like the DMT took me to a peak of a crazy mushroom experience, just immediately, just right mm -hmm. to the peak. Right. But you're kind of exploring that peak for a little bit longer, I feel like, than maybe a mushroom peak would. Well, who knows how time lasts in those that, places. That's yeah. what it feels like, <laughs> is what right, I mean. Because like, yeah, yeah. you could be in that DMT realm, and yeah. you're realistically there for, what, 5 to 15 minutes tops, yeah. if even that. Yeah. And uh, it can feel like 30 minutes sometimes. Sometimes it feels like 10 seconds. Sometimes yeah. it feels like you're yeah. there for an hour, and yeah. all of a sudden right. you look at the clock, and yeah. hardly any time's gone by. But I, I told you about that one. I had a mushroom one where I've, I was, I swear to God, the sun was rising and setting every oh, yeah. couple minutes. <laughs> and I would see that go outside and get dark, and I'd be like, oh, and each one of those was a new lifetime. <laughs> and I had that experience for like three hours. And then you realize it was just the clouds coming and going. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, totally. So a good, a good, uh, another one about like time or whatever. But yeah, DMT would do it. It gets you there immediately. You know? Do you guys like tripping with other people or do you like tripping solo? I have to 
I have, at this point, I have to really like trust the person because if you, if they if I if I feel like they can't keep their shit together in regular life when things get just a little bit weird, I I can't I can't <laughs> trust them to keep it together on on Slacking a psychedelic. Yeah. yeah. Right. It depends, you know. Yeah, like it depends. How how deep is it gonna be? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's always surprising to me too. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, we're just gonna do a little bit, and then it's like super heavy. Yeah, so yeah, maybe not like a crowd. I tend not. I haven't done it with more Ooh, than yeah, two crowds people. Are brutal. I haven't done it with more than two people in a long time. Besides you, years. me and two friends or whatever. Yeah, that kind of thing. Me and one friend. Me and two friends. That tends to be how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I used to go out more maybe, and then there was a time when there was like a group of us, like five, seven. Yeah. And we'd, you know, just have fun, laugh all night, fucking go on walks, go to the mountains, you know, camp, all that kind of shit. Yeah, we should do a, um, consider doing a backpacking trip, yeah. mushroom fucking fest. Mm. I'm down. Go a little deep. Mm-hmm. When? Probably be like in June would be the, unless you guys want to camp snow, in the snow camp. I've never done it. Snow camping's not bad. But I've also never tripped hard. See, that's the no. thing. If you're tripping hard, I think it's kind of good to be in, yeah, like nature. See, you. I just wonder how, yeah, like if I was really going hard, like would you do something stupid and then you figure out when you start to come down, holy shit, I'm gonna fucking freeze to death out here. I got lost. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I've always felt pretty dialed in in nature, even when yeah. I'm. The snow though, kind of fucking. Fucks you up though, because if you lose your track or that's true, you know, then it's like yeah. holy shit. Yeah, you do have to keep enough if sense snowing, to yeah. not get lost or anything like that. That's yeah. see that mm-hmm. that's where I think that um, why well, I haven't gone really deep in a while because even if I'm like snowboarding, I don't want to fall off a lift. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just get like mm-hmm. you know you're looking at something or thinking right. about something. <laughs> yeah. So you know I try to keep enough that when yeah. I'm on. When you know, like before you trip, you know, you, at least for me, I kind of map it out. Okay, well, you know, these are the things that are going to be the the risks in what I'm doing. You know, I'm not worried about hitting a tree or anything like that because you're even more laser. I think when you're, um, you know, tripping like mm-hmm. mountain biking, yeah. whatever. I just feel like, ooh, you're just on. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's the things that you got to worry about getting up to it, you know, driving. Get on the gondola. Those kinds of things. Yeah, <laughs> the gondola, that's why. It's like the, the, the simple things are harder on mushrooms. Yeah, because you might just get <laughs> tripped out, yeah. right? You might right, just get yeah. sidetracked. You Start just never know. Shit, Overlook like, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny stuff. So, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I'm down. We were also supposed to go snowshoeing. Well, there's still snow. I got snowshoes. I got <laughs> mushrooms, so... You just... can document the trip. <laughs> I've never been snowshoeing. Same. Yeah. Uh-huh. Neither. You should yeah. join. I got a little bit of mushrooms. Actually, I did one time. A few no, grams. Uh, that would be cool to get out there in, in that kind of environment because you never see that covered in white. Except yeah. Except maybe snowboarding, I guess, is the only time I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how long have you lived in Colorado? My whole life. And you never just gone on, like, a deep... Hike while everything's not, covered like that? Not in snow. No. Oh, okay. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I have, you know, but. I got, like, six pairs yeah. of, well, maybe not six, like. But no, five. yeah, not snowshoes. They're relatively cheap to rent. Yeah, probably. But not snowshoes. 
Have you? Or at least yeah. so no. was yeah. saying. He said, um, he said Ilya go was down saying to like that. Beulah. There's a bunch of like free open space, and I don't have poles. Snow and R, and we just go get lost for a bit. Do you use poles when you snowshoe? Mm-hmm. Be good to buy some. Are there like all weather poles? Yeah, because you can use them for trekking. I like the yeah. ones that are telescopic. You can so extend. you can use them in the snow as well. Yeah, and then. If it's not, you know, required, you can just strap them on your pack because they right. can, they can go down they like this big. Reduce. But I still haven't, man, I'm still not at a point where I want to use trekking poles <laughs> for hiking or... You think it looks douchey or what? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you, you feel like that old guy too, uh-huh. you know, being yeah. 50, I'm going to be... <laughs> like, what if you looked at it like an extension of your arms and well, so you're like walking <laughs> Or you put like blades on the other side, so it's like one of those like. Well, that's see, we talked about this. Down, we right? talked about yeah. how would you spikes. make it like tough so you yeah. can justify. You put spikes. Utilizing. Uh, or a chain, a, a ball and chain. Right. They're weapons to attack the snow. A spiked ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but they are helpful. You know, it's kind of that. It's kind of like riding a fucking scooter, right? I mean. You know, it's douchey. It's douchey as fuck, but it is <laughs> but kind of fun. fun. <laughs> you know, here there's a the luxury for it to be douchey. In other places, it's just part of. Yeah, like if you're, you know, like living in Portland. Uh, yeah, well, on a little beach area. <laughs> no, not okay. in Portland. Even no. in Italy, I'm even in Italy, like, everybody like has a lot of people have mopeds or little Vespas. Scooters too. Yeah. Those little scooters. Yeah. I mean, to me, it seems like unless most people are riding them, a death trap because you're not fast enough, you're not big enough. Yeah, I don't so like So you them. can't accelerate fast, but then people think that they can just ride on, you know, most roads, maybe not like highways, but, yeah. and it just, you know, there's a couple that look okay, like those fat knobby wheel ones. You guys know which ones I'm talking about? They kind of look. Mad Max-ish, if Mad Max's little kid <laughs> fucking had a motorcycle. In today's age. That little wild kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, riding a scooter. <laughs> With a fur, a little... <laughs> His little fucking boomerang, right? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Nice. That was a great movie. <laughs> Obviously. I watched Mad Max. Okay. Yeah. That one holds ago. up, too, even even though it's like it has the oldness to it. Because that's like 84 or something, right? 86? It's pretty... Old, right? No, Something like that. Like three new ones. Right. That new one was cool. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I only saw one of them actually. I saw one of them. The one, yeah. I just watched the first one. Mm-hmm. With Char, how do you say her name? Charlize Theron. Yeah. Or something, something like, like that. that. Charlize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's pretty dope. I dig. Yeah. I, I dug it. It's just like a long car chase. Doesn't he have that like rock band that? <laughs> yes, when right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he has a guitar player, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think Conan actually did like a whole, like he redid that Skate. whole scene with him as that dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's an hour and a half. All right. Call it there. Maybe maybe Lemon Skunk isn't the podcast we <laughs> or maybe it takes practice. <laughs> Sorry I ruined the podcast. Maybe today. we'll have to practice with Lemon Skunk and see. We're all Dude, I was just like mega for a while there. Well like you guys were all like fading out. There was a bit yeah. I was having to look down and just try to fucking 
regroup, figure out where we were <laughs> in the conversation. I, I had to just stare right there for so long to try to regain my composure. Uh, All right. Well, if you enjoy what you what you hear, <laughs> what you see, <laughs> don't forget to uh, follow and subscribe to hear some more of our shenanigans, I guess. Um, yeah, Ascent420 on Instagram, Ascent420 Colorado, Ascent420 Photography, Ascent420 on YouTube. Later. <laughs>